listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Elliott. Today, we got a special guest, my man, Eric. What's going on, brother? How we doing? What's up, my man? <laughs> I am well, fantastic. Good, good, good. I'm super excited. I've been trying to get you on this thing for a while now, and I'm super blessed to be able to get your presence today. I know you're a busy man. You're handling contractors to the left of you. You're, oh, man. You're uh, <laughs> doing some remodeling the house on the right side. You're staying a, a busy man and holding a W-2 that's taking a good amount from you as well, but something that you enjoy. Oh, yeah. Anybody out there that doesn't know, you got a hell of a, a nice little portfolio that's starting to stack up. If you wouldn't mind, just dive into who you are, what you do, and, and what everything's looking like currently. Absolutely, man. So, Pretty much, man, I'm just a world of chaos trying to make it in this world, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much who I am, man. I think um, that's who we all are. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, just pick it up and keep moving forward, man. That's pretty much the motto. But yeah, man, uh, so for me, man, I started off in a small town, man, from, you know, Middleton, Tennessee. Nobody's probably ever heard of that in their life, but everybody's heard of Memphis, right? So yeah. uh, everybody at work makes fun of me because be like, I'm an Irish East Memphis, you know? I'm like, what? <laughs> Irish East Memphis. But, um, yeah, man, so just born and raised in a small town, dude, graduated, you know, like 90 kids, me and my wife both, um, you know, she's a, we're high school sweethearts, started out, man, I jumped, you know, straight out of high school and um, was going to work for my uh, family business. My pops, he's got to buy here, pay here car lot, you know, during that time he started, you know, an automotive shop too. So had an opportunity to uh, come back and, you know, work as an automotive technician four bay garage nice setup man went to nashville automotive and diesel college you know that was just a straight run man 13 months nice and easy got a couple of great opportunities there funny story nascar so essentially nascar right they interview give you interview process to the top two kids in the class and i was the top student in the class so anyway yeah first in line right you make it to Get the top I'm just kidding. Right? Just like jumping straight into NASCAR. I'm not a NASCAR fan by any means, man. Are you a NASCAR fan? No, I actually used to watch it when I was younger a little bit more than I'm not at all whatsoever now. (laughs) Yeah, man, with with NASCAR. So, like, anyways, killing the school, you know, uh, focused on the diesel side of it. But, like, you know, it's both courses. So, you get the automotive side and the diesel. Anyway, man, like, top of my class. So, like, me and my buddy, we get an interview at NASCAR. And the the college is in Nashville, about a three-hour ride back home. Me and Lori's dating, right? Anyway, I go back, spend a little time with her, and uh, I got to be at the interview. And uh, we started talking about it. She didn't want me to do it because I'm like, hey, you know, we're going to travel, right? Yeah. Didn't want to leave home, you know? She made me miss that interview, man. <laughs> so, so she, uh, man, like I, I hauled tail, man. Like I was just flying back to Nashville, trying to make it on time. So I was flying back, trying to make this interview because even though she didn't want me to do it, you know, she tried to hold me back a little bit. I was just like, nah, like at least someone, you know, let them tell me no. I can't tell myself no, you know. So anyway, man, I made it back there, and I was like 15 minutes late, and they just cut me off. So that was my life lesson: to always be 15 minutes early. And then you're on time, right? 
so from there, obviously, didn't get any opportunities from NASCAR. But I was pretty much set on stone, man, to come back and uh, work at the family business. And uh, the business is still doing strong, you know, today. Uh, they're more focused on uh, buy here, uh, pay here, car lots. So they sell, you know, cars to people who have poor credit, right? Sure. So they finance it there. So, you know, it's a, it's a good uh, good opportunity for people there. Uh, if you are in the area, a little plug in Bolivar, Tennessee, you know, Howland Sun Automo- uh, Automotive Center, you know, give them a shout out. Let's go. Car. <laughs> right? <laughs> if, your credit, but, uh, if your credit is that shitty and you can't work it out, come to me and I'll help you fix it. <laughs> oh, man, there we go. <laughs> there we go. The triple plug. <laughs> get you a ride and get your credit rebuilt. That's yeah. Right. So right now, though, um, you're not doing the family business anymore, right? You're actually doing air traffic controlling, right? Yeah, so that's what I was getting to, man. So pretty much, man, me and my dad, like, you know, I worked with him and for him, like, my entire life, all the way up until, like, I left home and made this huge decision to join the Air Force, right? I mean, the man pretty much molded me, right? It's just a uh, great, great father, right? Great role model to live up under. But when I was working at the shop, I was wanting to expand it. And what he was wanting to do and what I was wanting to do, it kind of, we kind of clashed. And, uh, you know, I had to figure out, hey, how do I create something of my own? And uh, I had uh, this great customer, man. He was an ex-Air Force pilot. Her name was Mr. Neil. And I remember this conversation today, man. Like, we, we was talking. I was telling him, you know, my, uh, my issues. And I'm just like, hey, like, you know, I really don't know if I want to turn wrenches for the rest of my life. Yeah. Right? And here I am, like, you know, 18, 19-ish years old pretty much, you know, running a four bay garage. Like, man, my, uh, my clientele was just through the roof. Like people, so I specialized in front end alignments and custom exhaust and diagnostics. Right. So I already had that niche and people was driving, you know, 300 miles plus for custom exhaust. Like it's just crazy. Anyway, Mr. Neil, like he would only let me work on his car. And he told me, he's like, son, you got a good head on your shoulders. Join the air force and let them train you. And they're going to pay you. And then if you want to separate and get out, well, then, you know, you get a secure job on the outside as well. Yep. So immediately, man, that's what I did. I jumped on, went to a recruit, uh, recruiter's office. This was a fun process, man. You know, you always get your battles, your internal battles. This time again, you know, it was leaving, leaving that small town. So being raised and born and, uh, you know, your entire life in a small town, sometimes it's hard to leave. And uh, that was the decision that I had to make. And I had to drag my, my newlywed wife, <laughs> I had to drag her with me. So we had our battles, man. But sure enough, dude, joined the Air Force Guaranteed Air Traffic Controller and uh, spent six years uh, in, at Nellis Air Force Base out in Las Vegas, Nevada. I don't know. You, you ever heard of Nellis? No. No? Oh, man. Do you like aviation at all? No. You like no aviation? <laughs> <laughs> Military, you know? Oh, man, dude. It's pretty badass. Nellis, yeah, dude, Nellis is awesome, man. Like, you don't mind if we talk about the military side, do you? No, no, go for it. Yeah, man, this is crazy. So Nellis is like, I always tell a story like this. It's the heart of the Air Force. You know, other Air Force uh, airmen, they don't like you saying that. But, yeah, Nellis is like the heart of the Air Force, man. So every one of our allies, they come to Nellis to train air-to-air combat. So it's, I can't remember statistics. I mean, somebody might Google this and prove me wrong, but – Oh, was it like 97% of statistics are made up anyway? Yeah. Isn't that statistics are made up? <laughs> Another statistic on it. Boom. Right. <laughs> Whisper down the lane. But it was something. Yeah, yeah. So it's something along the lines, man. Like if, um, 
if a pilot uh, experiences air-to-air combat or experiences combat, I think it's like 10 times, then they're like 90% more likely to survive actual combat. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, you know, that's the purpose of Nellis is to simulate that air-to-air combat. And they do air-to-ground too, you know, for uh, infantry, you know, when they come in. But, man, yeah, it's crazy, man, because you get to watch um, – it's called red flag and green flag. You know, that's where area 51 is. Yeah. Right. So we got our, uh, aggressors that fly up on one side of the range. And I'm trying to explain this in as layman terms as possible, but they fly up on one side of the range and it's about 200 plus, um, square miles of airspace. I'm watching this in the red flag building, which is like where the officers are. And they're like, you know, uh, pretty much just watching the simulation and the aggressors are the bad guys. All right, on the east side of the range, that's where everybody else goes out. So, like, we got tankers, uh, which are refuelers, right? I mean, you got your F-16s, your 15s, your F-22s, uh, F-35s. Like, you know, the every plane you think of can be on that side of the range. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, I'm watching the simulation of it. And, you know, you see them popping off like uh, infantry. You know, they're, they're starting to take out some targets. And then all of a sudden, this little F-22 comes over, still about, like, 150 miles away. And then aggressors are, are starting to respond from them, right? So starting to go after them, starts popping them off, man. One F-22 takes out like eight aggressors within like a two-minute time span. The F-15s can't even shoot that far. So like they, they go down, they respawn, come back up. F-22s just popping them off as they uh, respawn off the airport. It was crazy, man. Like F-22, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty powerful. Like, yeah, man, just crazy. Long range, man. So, yeah, that's the kind of stuff, you know, I did in the Air Force, man. I was an um, air traffic controller. So, that, you know, we once, pretty much worked the entire range. Yeah, so once so, you got out, then basically you had a, a job lined up right away. How long have you been working at the job now? Yeah, so three years in the FAA now. Okay. Um, so I, yeah, so I separated 2016. Okay. Um, rolled straight out into the FAA. And, and you um, enjoy and then, it? Right. Currently at, at your look. Yeah, man, I actually love air traffic. Yeah. I mean, you know, even that little story, like I still get like thrills, man, just thinking about, you know, being a controller, man, because it's, it's fun. I mean, it's massive excitement, but, you know, it's risk averse. So, I mean, you're, you're doing something that you can't you can't uh, ma- make mistakes and get away with. Yeah, like, yeah. We make mistakes like some bad things happen. Sure. Yeah. Somebody's going to die. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. We're going to waste right. a lot of money right here as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing as real estate, man. So like real estate, you know, we take care of people in air traffic. That's what you're doing, man. You got, you know, a commercial airline with like 100, 150 people on board. We're responsible for them. The pilots are responsible for them. Together we work as a team and, you know, we'll get them to where they're going safely. Safely. Yeah. yeah I mean, man, a couple of times. Real estate. A couple of times that we've been talking like over the phone and, uh, and you're at work doing something like it's crazy mm-hmm. to hear all the, all the lingo you guys have in the background to make sure right. people are coming in safe and sound, which is, it's such a blessing to know that like you're doing your job <laughs> properly, but you're still holding down some real estate business on the side as well. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like get into that. Right. So right now, man, um, a family of five. So I got three kids, right? Seven-year-old girl, four-year-old boy, two-year-old boy. They're active, man. We got all three of them in gymnastics. Nice. My wife, you know, she's a stay-at-home mom, but actually she's not a stay-at-home mom. Like she's going 24-7 too. She just scored her uh, real estate license. She got done with the last course. So whatever she is, she's an unrestricted broker, I believe yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Lori's a beast. I love that woman. She's awesome. She's she's like yeah. the the foundation of uh of you guys, which is which is awesome. Absolutely. And you're, you're like the bull, <laughs> like constantly uh, pushing the whole team forward, which is oh cool. man, yeah. So let's talk yeah, about real bull. estate. What, what, what's your portfolio looking like now? What, like why real estate for you? What made yeah. sense all that? Situation? Yeah, man. So real estate. Um. So I started off in the stock markets, man. I think I bought my first stock at like 17. I literally flipped a truck, you know, working the shop. I flipped the truck. I had like, I think it was like five grand. And I went straight to Edward and Jones. I plugged him. I plugged them too. Edward and Jones went straight to Edward Jones. Right. And anyway, I told him, I said, Hey, you know, I got five grand. I want to put it in the stock. I have no idea what I'm doing. Invest it for me. Right. Yeah. Dude. Edward Jones is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. They put it in a mutual fund that like looking back on it after I started understanding stocks, like eight years later, they put in a mutual fund that somebody that was like three years from retirement should have been in. Yeah. You know? So in like five years that five grand made like, I don't know, two, 300 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, back then, dude, they should have hooked me up with some Amazon or Apple. And <laughs> Something a little bit more aggressive, but, uh, um, yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So like coming back to real estate, man, um, I got a lot of friends who like love the stock stock market, but when you talk about numbers and you talk about ROIs, you know, return on investment, dude, like I have not seen or found anything that beats real estate. Yep. And then on top of that, you know, um, you start looking at statistics and reading, you know, uh, articles, books about these people that, you know, are big names in our lives. Um, they make their money on real estate. You know, you might know them for something else, but they make their money in real estate. Damn you right. And, um, and it's so, like the safety behind it. Like with stocks, you don't know if uh, the CEO of the company is going to do something scandalous the night, the very next day or something. And then on news, your stocks yeah. drop, you know, totally out of exactly. your Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So real estate from the get go, like why I invest in real estate, if I had to sum it up in a very short sentence, it'd be the ways it makes money, the yeah. ways you get a return and then the safety behind it and the control. I love so, it. There's so many ways real estate makes money. Like we can drop a rental right down here and, and like me and you both can spit out a minimum of four ways that we're going to get a return that year, right? Yep. Between taxes, appreciation, you know, et cetera, right? Stocks, what are you going to do? Like you get your return depending on, you know, how the company does. And most of that is like, hey, you need to put in, you know, a certain amount of money every month, right? Sure. Pretty much, you know, real estate, there's a term where uh, you make your money on the buy, not the sell, right? Yep. So we run our numbers before that and you know exactly what you're going to make, or at least the margin that you're going to make, you know, on the exit side of it. When did you first get started into real estate? 2017, man, at the end of 2017. I love it. Yeah, um, pretty much, man. I went to uh, Fortune Builders, you know, okay. one of those little three-day events. Yeah. Yeah, we jumped on line for Fortune Builders, man, just never turned back. I love it. Uh, and then yeah. you're in North Carolina, is it Raleigh or no? No, nah, we're in uh, the triad. So you got uh, Winston-Salem. Excuse me. You got Winston-Salem, Kernersville, uh, Greensboro, Oak yeah. Ridge area. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then with real estate, since when you first initially jumped in with the program, obviously they have a lot of things tailored towards real estate. It's a whole education yeah. platform beginning to right. end and the network of people to help you guys kind of connect, yeah. uh, build relationships. Yeah. How long until you got your first deal? And did you know that the strategy you wanted to go after? Yeah. So like, honestly, like we've been in it for, I'm going to say right at two years now. Right. So yeah. just now, just now over the two year mark. 
And I'm just now coming down and realizing like exactly what I want to do in my niche. Right. I love it. Um, so it takes time, you know, it's just not constant grind. Yeah. yeah. It's trial and error. It's like, you, you gotta, yeah. I know one guy, he, he tries, you know, I am a big believer on like focus on one thing till successful, but there's another side of it that people are diving into all the different strategies, just a little yeah. bit to see what you like. You don't know what you don't know, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't know what you don't know. And, and with that, like the biggest, like, let's talk about like issues people have, man. Cause uh, I'm talking about, dude, I started a real group in this area, like three months in. Right. Yeah. I didn't even have my first deal yet. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, uh, when I get my first deal, cause like wholesaling, right. And everybody's like, Hey, start a wholesale. And the reason they say that is it doesn't talk, it doesn't really take money to wholesale. Sure. But the time it takes a massive amount of effort. Yeah. Yeah, it might not cost a lot of money, but it's a lot of effort that goes in the wholesale. Yeah, um, systems behind it, making sure that you have the right systems and can negotiate and stay persistent. Right. Yeah, yeah it's so much to learn, man, so much. But yeah, like pretty much three months in, man, you know, started a real group and we still got that going on, you know, about 70 plus members in it. That's cool. And, you know, going and speaking and, and seeing these people who I'm thinking, you know, starting to work and everything. The biggest thing is just they're scared to take that step. And if any of my people are listening right now, like, come on, let's take that step. You know, yeah. you know, they see the deal or they, they don't know how to find the deal, but like all the information is there, man. Like, sure. So, massive action, man. Like anything we do, just massive action. What I noticed with a lot of people out there that might not be taking the action is the overwhelming feeling of not knowing exactly like the next step. And, and what I yeah. like to do is kind of treat it like a book, like, you know, break it down chapter by chapter, identify your strategy first, because I mean, there's like 30 plus ways you can make money in real estate. So figure out one oh, yeah. and then focus on that. Like do the education, understand that right. take somebody out to lunch that is crushing it in that to try to answer any of those missing questions and then figure out your location. Then in the location, start getting a ton of uh, deal flow coming in, you know, building relationships right. like crazy wholesalers, whatever. So with that, you know, um, I actually enjoy coaching people. Um, and like you can see right here uh, behind me, if y'all are watching the podcast live, like these are, this is a VTO tracker. So yeah. this is mine and Lori's, you know, vision tracker, right? Yeah. But you sit down with somebody and you say, hey, lay out your goals for a year. They'll, they'll give you a goal for a year, right? And then you say, hey, lay out your goals for six months. They'll come up with something for six months. And then you say, hey, lay out a 10-year goal. Oh, oh, they can't come up with a 10-year goal. Right. Yeah. It, in the majority of time, like, you know, you sit down and spend, you know, 10, 20 minutes with somebody and um, they only see what they can do now. But in reality, what they think they can do now is their 10 year goal. They don't break down those small paths that they have to take, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, like break down wholesaling. Right. Mm -hmm. You got to learn how to negotiate. Right. How long is it going to take you to negotiate? What's your steps? You yeah. Know? Uh, it's right. kind of like that famous saying out there. I forget who said it, but uh, most people out there overestimate what they can do in short periods of time and then underestimate oh, yeah. what they can do in long periods of time. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then staying true to it, you know? Yeah, so like talk about like working the W-2 and having, you know, a dream of, you know, being a real estate just empire right i mean yeah. uh, right now you know we got double digit rentals we've done double digit flips just now hitting wholesales um and that's where you know i'm changing my game plan now uh, for wholesales and that's you know in 
I think uh, earlier I, I kind of dodged that that uh, question, Brandon, with the uh, when how long it takes to get the first deal, yeah, right? Yeah, I was gonna come yeah. back to you. I got it right here. I was, <laughs> I was coming back. You the man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it took about eight months. Eight months. Um, okay. Yeah, I think it took about eight months, and and, and honestly, our first few deals came from agents. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, networking, man. Yeah. Like the uh, networking. networking Yep. It is so powerful, man. And you know something uh, that I commend you for, honestly, I, I think the power behind just obviously you're, you're such an action taker, which is like, that's 90% right. of people are failing because of that and failing's okay. But the fear of failing and which if that stops you from pushing forward, that's the thing that's going to limit your success. So you just taking action to start a rea group out of nowhere, like right in the beginning, yeah, yeah. dude, that's powerful. And that starts your right. personal brand that starts networking. You are labeled as the authority figure if you're speaking at it and just trying to network and, and yeah. uh, raise money, like partnerships together. I mean, the list goes on and on. So that's amazing. Yeah. yeah and getting with these people too, man. Like I le I legitimately, I mean, real estate, right? So we talked about making money. It's not all about making money for me, honestly, man. Cause I mean, like I tell Lori every day, I was like, I can quit tomorrow and like just show up to work and come home and do what everybody else does. Yeah. And we would be perfectly fine. Yeah. Right. I mean, I got a guaranteed pension, yep. retirement, like, you know, it's, it's sudden sweet. It's but that's not enough for me. Exactly. Safe, right. Yep. Tony Robbins, you know, I don't know if you a Tony Robbins fan, but everybody needs so much uncertainty, yep. but then we survive on certainty. Right. Yep. But if everything was certain, then we're not going to be happy because we need that little bit of uncertainty yep. too. You know, it's kind of like, you know, dating. Right. I mean, if your woman, you know, comes home, it's the same thing over and over again. She's walking around in barefoot slippers with a t-shirt on. You're like, Hey, we need a little bit of variety lady. You yeah. know, <laughs> like tomorrow I want to come home, like have your hair done at least. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is an actual conversation I have with her. Too, by the way. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're all learning. Uh, <laughs> she's going to listen to this probably slap me for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just switching it up, you know, like uh, the same routines will get boring. So switching it up, a oh, little yeah. bit to make it a little bit more fun or, or different. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I understand where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to have a little bit of excitement, man. But you know, that's the uncertainty part of it. You know, like in a relationship, anything we do in life, like we got to have both. And that's where the safety net, you know, in real estate comes like, a lot of people that, you know, I associate with, they'll either do two things. They'll either like pretty much just kill themselves in knowledge. And I'm guilty of this. Yep. <laughs> I'll be the first, right? I mean, dude, over like, analytical you, you show me, thinking too much. Well, you show me a program, right? I mean, you show me a program, you show me a book, like, yeah, I'll take it all. Right. Yeah. Um, but the better thing to do is find you two good books and read them 10 times. Yeah. You know? Like that's the better thing to do. So like, like I said, like majority of people, like they do one, one or two things. They either sit there and they just dive headfirst in knowledge and they never learn enough to take that action or they sit there and they have a deal and they either jump on it too quick and didn't understand how to actually make sure it was safe or sure. get the certainty part of it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I see that a lot, man. Like trying to help people with that. Uh, that's, that's kind of my strategy with wholesaling you know, kind of break these things down and have a package. I think so, that'd be really powerful. So let's talk about the real estate for a second. What type of deals have you done so far? And I guess how many? Your first deal, yeah, um, was it a fixer flip? And Yeah, first deal was a fix and flip, man. Uh, it was a split level, almost a nightmare. Like it was, 
Um, before I mean, we, we dove in and learning curves, like how many, how many, uh, flips have you done now? Just over probably 10, 10. Yeah. So 10 yeah. flips. That's awesome. Yeah. And then what was your next thing that you did? How many, you got rentals uh, as well? Yeah, we got rentals. So we just closed on our first apartment complex. Uh, we got a 10 unit apartment complex and we got several single family rentals. The rentals buying with the bird method. The bird yeah. method, baby. Boom, boom. Yeah, just keep it going, right? <laughs> yeah. Just keep uh, it going. That's what's up. And then uh, you've done some wholesaling as well? No, nah, wholesaling, man, I'm just getting into. Just getting started. Like cool. We're just getting started. Any other creative methods of or any other strategies that you guys have done so far? Man, like I said, like I dove in, it's pretty much done everything. So like mine is like a vision that I've been trying to build on, right? Mm-hmm. So like Lori, she's got a real, uh, real estate license. I'm in the process of getting my general contractor license. Wow. Um, I pretty much built a crew. So I have my own construction crew up under me. You know, I got access to GCs. I got access to building inspectors, the networking, right? But all this plays in, plays into the vision, right? Yeah. Even the like RIA group and meeting everybody. I mean, that's a buyer's list, right? I mean, that's uh, connections where if you need somebody, you know, you reach out and call them. Sellers um, list, yeah. Um, yeah, money, sellers, money, everything. everything. Right? I love yeah, it. so just building all these things, man. I mean, that's that's pretty much uh, what I've been doing so far. Like okay. I said, I haven't really pinned in on that niche, but I got my game plan for my exit now. Yeah, no, um, I mean, as you're building, you're, it's still fairly very new, but at the same time, you're crushing it, taking so much action, and you're getting all these foundation level, like spread out super far so you can build this huge pyramid, like this huge, yeah, this yeah. huge uh, empire, which is going to set you guys up for success. Your kids are super young right now, which is awesome right. as well. So by the time, give them like 18 years of you guys crushing it the whole time and, and see what that looks like. It's going to be outrageous right. for them when they're older. Yeah, that's uh, a game plan, man. Even on them, man, like I get them involved. Like we let, um, we let my oldest one invest in our, in our projects, you know? So I, I try to break it down. Like, you know, it's, as simplified as possible, right? Like, oh, hey, baby. She's seven. Seven, okay. Yeah, so, you know, I'll tell her, be like, hey, you know, you got $10 for whatever she earned it for, you know? Like, do you want to turn that $10 into uh, $15 or do you want to just, you know, go spend it on something, you know? Yeah. And try to show her the difference. And Teach your money management normally, and investing. Yeah, investing for returns, right? I mean, it's not like putting your money in the bank and letting the bank invest it, right? Yeah. So trying to teach her that avenue, man, like we'll write it down. She'll have a, a promissory note and everything, you know, show her digits and all this stuff. So that's, yeah, cool. we'll get her to sign it, man. It's cool. I yeah. love it. Yeah. We do a lot of fun things with the kids, man. I get them over there, um, you know, to demo the houses, you know, I still have to go and uh, do some work on our projects and it's mainly just overseeing because I don't use general contractors. Like, yeah. you know, so I, actually I act as the property manager pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. The project the manager. Project sure manager. Yeah, make sure yeah. everything's going out uh, well. Right. So I want to talk about how you're getting some of these leads in a second, like the the newest one, the 10 unit. But uh, before that, let's talk about some learning curves. Like uh, along the journey, uh, I'm sure it wasn't all easy and, you know, sunshine and rainbows. So, you know, what what kind of, I know you mentioned the first project, there was a lot of chaos for a second. Yeah. Like probably yeah. all of them are. You know, I know mine was a shit show. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I haven't, you know, knock on uh, all the wood I can, but I have not, you know, had a bad deal yet. Right. Yeah. But the reason for that though, like, you know, looking back and thinking about it is because I just made it work, you know? So once you commit and it works to a certain degree, like I always run my projects 
to the worst case scenario and then the best case scenario. Sure. And then try to be somewhere in, in between, you know? Yeah, same here. I love that. Yeah, so, you know, um, guys, if you're, if you're watching and you don't know about, you know, the, the math behind deals, like there's so many different formulas, right, that you can use to, to get these numbers. And they're pretty much, you know, spot on majority of the time, unless the market just does something crazy. Right. But uh, yeah, with that first project, man, it was a split level home and it just didn't sell as fast as I thought it was. Yeah. And then, you know, actually doing the project, um, I was just now, you know, building my contractor list, uh, you know, having these quality guys to show up on time. Like I probably went through 30 or 40 people, you know. Yeah, just bringing them over there, walking them through it, you know, had a detailed scope of work that scared off more than half of them, you yeah. know. And you then you lay out the contracts to sign yeah. and they're like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No way. My very first deal, I had five contractors. I should have sued at least three of them. And it took a year and two months when it should have just took at the most like two months. It was all cosmetic stuff. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. So it was really heartbreaking, but it was so many learning curves. You know, the scope of work that I wanted overwhelmed some of them. So they didn't. I flew out there to make, because my projects are mostly in Ohio, my portfolio. and that first project, I had 15 contractors scheduled to come out. Only, I think, uh, like six or seven actually showed up. So then I actually have to go after them. They didn't show up on time. So I got a couple coming out at the same time to bid against each other. It's like a big no-no. They hate that. Oh, yeah. 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 Never on the same same day, man. Yeah, never yeah. the same day, never the same time, separately, yeah. like. Yeah, I've actually had them come up and they're like, hey, what is this guy? You know, you tell him like, uh, yeah, like I had to schedule you all together and they just keep on driving, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I yeah. They won't give you a time of day. Yep. Yeah, because they don't like competing against each other, but, you know, nobody does really. Yeah. Yeah, they give yeah. up. They're like, screw yeah. that. And my my projects, man, probably would have ended up the same same way. But like I said, like I'm, I was fortunate enough to be raised in construction, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. So, so my dad, like he was a general contractor for years, you know? Uh, so he taught me a lot. So first one, even though I found a, a sub, essentially, you know, to come over there and help me on a lot of things, I mean, majority of it, I had to go do myself uh, yeah. and then build from there. You know, like this whole dream thing. I mean, this is just my, my views on it, but this whole dream thing about like uh, outsourcing everything from day one, it's complete BS. Yeah. Like it, I think it is like, yeah. you got to have some money or you got to have some people in order to do that from day one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I personally, I'm a big fan of getting, cause I'm more of a control freak myself. So like, yeah. it, thankfully, <laughs> like God just placed it all. And, and I feel like everything happens for a reason, but he, uh, I was trying for two years to get projects out here in, in San Diego and I wasn't educated enough to actually pull it off. I was going against people with all cash and no contingencies. I didn't know how to make that work with high ticket homes out here. So once I actually found Ohio, I really didn't have too much of a choice but to rely on other people. And they might have not been the best people at first, you know, screwing right. me over left and right. But eventually I found some good people came into my life and we started figuring out how to make this thing work and systemize it and rely on right. their references, like their referrals. Yeah. So yeah, over time yeah. it, but it doesn't start off that way. It does not. No, FYI, no, you know? <laughs> no, it doesn't, man. Like, guys, like, none of this is easy. And we've been blessed. Like, my family has truly been blessed just to be able to be healthy enough to continue to do this, you know, much less everything else we got back in us. But, sure. I mean, it, it doesn't come easy, man. Like, you know, yeah. talking about doing the real estate, holding a W-2. So, 
you know, I'm still battling. Do I want to quit or right to like holding that W two for me? Uh, that's a security blanket. You know, I got a date written down when I want to exit, but um, to make it happen, you know, a proper use of net time. Obviously, you know, like talking about like finishing these projects up on my own. Yeah. I mean, dude, no lie. I got videos, pictures of uh, me just covered, you know, in sheetrock dust, you know, the kids covered. We're <laughs> over there working on the property, man. And like the kids got school the next day. My wife will literally put them in the car, right, to go to sleep. We'll just turn the car on. We got a nice Honda, Honda Odyssey, guys. Like, calm down. We leave yeah. it running in the windows. Right? Like, you know, <laughs> the kids are taken care of, right? <laughs> but yeah, man, we'll put them in the car. And they'll be asleep and I'm in there working, you know, until like midnight, 1 a.m. And getting up the next day, going to work at 7 a.m., you know, and that's just what it takes, you know. So we had to do that on our first project for sure. And then after that, you know, I'm like, do not want to do this again. So, dude, I started like these guys that, you know, are coming and they're showing up for one, you know, they're showing up and then. Which is like nine percent, right? You got to make it there. Oh my first. God, dude. You got to show up. <laughs> show <laughs> you know? up. Yeah, dude. But these subs, man, you know, the ones that show up and the ones who make mistakes, but they they realize and they listen to you. So like, dude, I mean, I still have issues with guys that's been working with me since I started, right? It happens. Um, yeah, I mean, it happens. You know, everybody makes mistakes and everybody's not going to do the job as good as you think you can or yeah. you do. It's the transparency but, uh, and the communication behind it to, that really right. shows a true leader to be able to make them feel like understood, accepted, and actually yeah. want to perform better next time. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, again, like, you know, we've been talking about, like, you just don't know what you don't know. And a lot of these guys, you know, they wasn't blessed to be brought up with a father who's a GC who taught them all these things, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they're just trying to survive with their family. So, you know, those are, those are three important values, man. Show up on time. You care about your family and you care about your work. Like if I get a sub that, you know, meets those three criteria and I can talk to them, dude, I'll teach them how to build a house, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like I keep them and build a team with them, you know? Yeah. So like while I'm at work, man, like on my breaks, lunch breaks, et cetera, driving back and forth to work, man, using that, utilizing that net time to, you know, get an edge. Do you listen to a lot of audios? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, dude. Like I probably have over like 80 audio books like, in my phone, you know? Yeah. And nah. just driving back and forth to work podcast, man. That's like, right. You, you yeah, got to get it. Big no, real estate investing is typically just on my top, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Mine too, man. <laughs> so any other learning curves that, that you think would be like, if you're looking back that if you could have told yourself now that you know yeah. looking back you know right. is there anything that you would have told yourself like hey man don't Eric, don't do this you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so my biggest learning curve really has nothing to do with real estate it has to do with scaling up so like right now i'm in the process of doing that right and that's waiting on people there takes a certain type of person that to you know come into your company your organization and be able to do the job like there's a saying, like you just need people to do it as 80% as good as you do it. Right. The other 20%, like, you know, you should just give them that. If it's 80%, man, like you're able to take your time and go do something else. Yeah. So yeah, man, like waiting on people, I spent a lot of time and effort, you know, trying to get a partnership built, bring other people into the company, 
waiting on somebody to get to that damn 80% because they're only at 35, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, man. I didn't want to call it out like that, but yeah. <laughs> it's aggressive. It's aggressive. Yeah. Hopefully they're not watching yeah. this. Hopefully they're working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're lucky if they do it at 35, you know, just yeah. like, good gosh, man. Like you didn't even start, like you didn't even get out of bed this morning, you know? Yeah. Uh, but you have those people, man, you know, that ask you, be like, Hey, yeah, I want to be a part of this. And then you get started with, and you're like, okay, well, this is your first task. And they never show up. Yeah. And they just talk, you know, like, oh, yeah, man, when are we going to connect next? Like, obviously never, man, because nah. you never show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't know how to get out of bed. Yeah, so waiting on people, man. What I found, too, uh, well, starting to realize, I mean, I haven't proven it to be true yet, but <laughs> just getting out here and, you know, demonstrating yourself, like holding yourself to a certain level. Of course. It attracts, it attracts so many different types of people, but majority – it's the right kinds of people. That's right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, it, it's going to earn respect. If you constantly show well, up every day, you go above and beyond, like you are the, the face oh, yeah. of the business, but you're, you're everything. You're holding yeah. other people accountable. And uh, whether they are doing the job or not, like you're going to show up and put in your best effort. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like right now, man, like even though we, we're not like scaling the company out, like I'm still trying to hone in, but like it's my network's pretty much good enough now where any issue I have, like I got connections. I got people that's willing to help me out, you know? That's right. Like even in air traffic, you know, that's, that's something I picked up from, uh, Oh, Grant Cardone, <laughs> you know, this guy, uh, I was listening to him one day and, uh, he was talking about if you do have that W2, that nine to five, don't be a slack at it. You still need to be Excel at it, you know? So even in air traffic, man, like, um, I'm pursuing like management, uh, in that field, you know, trying to get an edge. Of course. You know, and that's, and that's even opened up my, my connections because who has the money? I yeah. think, uh, I think that's such a huge key because when I was, when I was working my W2 back in the day and also like, I think a lot of people now, even if they don't like their W2, like you're blessed to be actually enjoying it. But right, right. even if you're not liking it, don't half ass in there because whatever you do in huh. one area of life, it's going to flow into other areas of life. Yeah. So yeah. wherever you're at in life, enjoy the process, like oh, yeah. suck it up. And even if you don't like it, use it as motivation to get the hell out or quit. Yeah. Like if you're not going to give it your all and I've slacked in this, like I'm guilty of that. And everybody and, does. Yeah. And it pours into other areas of life. Like you're going to mess up that whole balance. But if you're striving in, in one area, then it's going to flow as well. So make sure you're not going half ass at your job, your W2 and screwing them over your employer because you hate it and you're trying to get into full-time real estate. That's right. You're going to do shitty over there too, you know, working That's for right. yourself or whoever else. Yeah, man. All energy is past, man. Yeah. Like period. Like my hardest, I'll say this, man. The hardest part of my day is getting out of bed in the morning and doing my morning ritual to get ready for the day. Yeah. Like that's literally the hardest part yeah. because like the resilience. Uh, yeah, man. The resiliency, you know, you just want to lay there. You're just like, Oh man, like I'll just call in sick. I'm like, no, like, you know, <laughs> like, or, or, you know, and get you your know, day started. The, the one side of your brain is telling you, you know, well, you went hard yesterday. You did really good. You went above oh, and yeah. down. You hit all your goals. You know, you deserve yeah. a little extra sleep in or whatever it is. It's like, nah, yeah. like I'm going to go yeah. just as hard as yesterday, if not harder. Yeah. So I can actually perform even better and I can grow. Right. There. You know, right. time is limited. Yeah. My viewpoint on that, man, like, you know, the, the better I can prepare myself and educate myself, everybody else will follow. That's right. You know, the whole family will follow. You know, everybody would be attracted to, you know, from uh, getting up in the morning and start meditating. You know, I don't know if you got a 
morning ritual, but like running like we do, man, like we got to do something for the mind. That's you, know, right. you just got to be able to clear it out, you know, from exercising, like you got to take care of yourself, you know, from the, from the first hours in the morning. And then the rest of that, man, you're golden because you've yeah. accomplished something. You accomplished so much by getting up and doing that, you know, first thing. Well, it sets you up for success. It's like you're, you're already energized and, and, uh, above oh, yeah. the status quo of others right. out there. So then you're already energized for the rest of the day. You're, you're ready yeah. to kill it. You're prepared for yeah. it. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, hitting work and coming home and scheduling time for the kids, man, you schedule time for the kids yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're in my 10 year plan. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I literally like, this is a huge thing. Like I am like, you can watch our, our company on Facebook and everything. I am a huge family guy. So like everything I do, like my why is my kids. Good. Like, like that's what drives me. It's, it's probably cliche, but in reality, man, what else do we live for? You know? Oh, it's realistic. It's like you're, you have a little Brady Bunch family going on right now. Yeah, so it's, uh, <laughs> so it, it better yeah. be the damn kids. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I actually schedule time for them. And, uh, you know, we'll go outside and it'll be just, you know, 15, 20 minutes, but it's quality time. Yeah. Yeah. So things like that, like you got to juggle it and everybody, you know, they'll, they'll make these thousand and one excuses while they're not doing it. You know, I got gymnastic practice or I got ball practice or, you know, I can't fit all this into your schedule. Like, Hey man, you got the same 24 hours in a day I do, you know, that's right. Like get it going. So true. You know? Yeah. yeah. But prioritize yeah. it, figure out what you prioritize really- it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, keep grinding. Yeah. I actually came up with this cool, I guess strategy technique, man. I call it the family failure fund. Did I tell you about this? You did. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You want me to share this? Do it. Yeah. I think it's going to uh, help out a lot of people out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so about a year ago, man, like, you know, once you start changing and shifting your mindset, the people around you, they're, they're going to leave you. Like, that's what I found. Like, yeah. you know, I don't have the same friends. They don't socialize with me. Yep. We don't connect when we have conversations they don't even understand what I'm talking about or they look at me like I'm crazy or I look at them, you know, vice versa. Like your, your connections are completely changed when you start shifting that mindset. Yep. And um, that same kind of thing, you know, kind of started happening inside my, uh, my inner circle, my family, you know, my wife, my, my three kids anyway. So we started uh, doing family dinner on Sundays. You know, that was my time to, that's one of my days that I schedule out, you know, at least two hours where we sit down, we have a meal together we go around the table, you know, say what we're thankful for, try to, you know, have the, you know, conversation interactions. Right. Anyway, I'm like, okay, well, how can I get them to, you know, come with me? You know, how can I get them to start reading books, setting goals? How, how can I, you know, benefit the kids where when they're 15, 16 years old, they don't have to find the inner drive that it takes me to get up every day to yeah. do these things. Right. It's just it natural. Natural. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. So let's start now, you know, so I came up with this family failure fund. And uh, essentially, it's that same thing, man. We sit around the table and uh, we, we set goals, right? So the kids are required to set two intellectual goals and two physical goals for the week, right? So by doing that, you know, it allows them to, to tackle something far down the road, you know, like a year goal without even realizing it, right? Yeah. So the reason we do it out loud, like you can't just write down your own goals. Like you got to set your goals out, out loud with everybody. That's we right. write them down. And then everybody kind of agrees on like, okay, yeah, that's realistic. You know, like, um, Kaylee, she, um, she had goals, but she still, man, this is pretty much just ongoing cause she's seven, right. Reading goals. Like she'll read, you know, five or six books a week, but it has to be 
harder or longer or something has to be more difficult than the week prior. Right. And books are, yeah, they're, they're rated on like a a scale, you know? So she essentially, you know, reads five or six books on a different scale every week. Yep. You know, and the, the, like the physical goals of it, you know, like uh, they're in gymnastics, like uh, all three of them. Well, I can't say Jackson's in competitive gymnastics, but the other two are competitive gymnastics, like on a team, you know, Jackson, he's two, man. He just goes around there and just follows people. It's pretty competitive. <laughs> it's competitive. I see about that. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was up there and scale a wall, man, in a heartbeat. Like, come down here, man. You spider monkey. <laughs> come on down here. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you know, the physical goals, it'd be something small, you know, like, uh, hey, you can do five push-ups now. By the end of the week, let's get eight. You know, let's get seven, right? Then there's uh, there's levels, too, right? So, of course, you're going to fail. Of course, you're going to have weeks where you quit, right? So the motto behind it is uh, you you work as a family, you play as a family, right? So these goals, you earn tickets, you own, you own uh, ter- tokens, right? And these tokens are used for when we go out and do fun things as a family. So like out to eat, to Dave and Buster's, you know, whatever we do fun, uh, to interact together, like you use a token. So let's say, you know, um, all five of us are ready to go out to eat and it's the end of the week and we just want to go to Dave and Buster's and have a good time. Uh, you know, essentially we look at the board I'm like, okay, well, everybody made their goal and they received a token, but um, this actually happened. Uh, Tyler didn't, didn't accomplish a goal, so he has no tokens, right? So I had to look at my four-year-old kid. I'm like, son, you had a goal. Did you know your goal? He's like, yeah. Did you do your goal? No. Why? Why didn't you do your goal? Right. And then he's like, I don't know. Like he's four, right? Like he doesn't get this concept. Right. So like at first I kind of felt bad about him. Like, man, this must be like really hard, you know? But anyway, I I told him, I was like, I was like, we, we made a pack, you know, last week. And this is like four months ago when we started this, but I was like, uh, you know, we made a pack that you do your goal. You, you earn a token. And I was like, because you didn't accomplish your goal, now nobody in the family can go out to eat. Like everybody's staying home tonight, yeah. right? So we're all going to stay at home, and we're going to help you reach this goal. Yeah. And dude, like this happened twice with a four-year-old, not once with a seven-year-old. And like every one of them now will come up to me or Lori and be like, "Hey, like I got to do this today. Like it's Thursday or Friday. Like you just need to leave us alone, right?" Like yeah. they're going to reach their goals. Like it's yeah. crazy. Get man. out of my way today, mom and dad. I got goals to hit today. Yeah, I got goals, man. Yeah. And I'm not dude, let like the family get affected today. I'm holding us yeah. down today. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Brandon. Like you talk about like some inner pride, man, coming out, dude. That's, that's like a true pride ship for me, man. It's like being able to take a seven year old girl who's literally crying because she has to read all the time because it takes away playtime yeah. to now coming up and saying, Hey, like I got to reach my goals, daddy. Like we need to just stay at home tonight. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you're creating a, a whole new generation of like uh persistence warrior status, like a little soldier to be able to actually right. like never give up and, and yeah. identify that at a young age. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the whole, the whole strategy, I mean, the, the failure fund program is much deeper than that, sure. but I mean, that's the basic idea of it, man. If anybody's interested, just reach out to me and message me on uh, Facebook and I'll be more yeah. than glad to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Um, and share the whole process. But like, it's actually absolutely remarkable for what it even did with me and Lori, you know, we had another thing and all this has to do with like juggling, right? That's the reason we're talking about it is juggling, you know, the W2 in our life and our time for our kids and 
going out and doing things, right? Yeah. Uh, well, like setting goals, man, that's how you accomplish it, right? So like the Family Failure Fund, even for me and Lori, it's, uh, it's kind of allowed us to prioritize what we're doing, going to do that week. Where before, you know, we was just being um, very reactive. Like whatever came up that was urgent, that's yeah. what we did. Instead of doing those purposeful goals. Sure. So it helped the business out and everything, man. It's just crazy. Eric, so we got to wrap this up in a few, but I, I do want to talk about it uh, really quickly. As far as you getting deal flow coming in, how did you get the 10 unit or other ways that you think would be just beneficial for others out there? Yeah, man. So networking, we haven't done that much marketing. I think I've gotten two deals off marketing. Everything else has been word of mouth networking from agents to friends who are doing real estate, you know, wholesaling. It's kind of easy to sit back and let everybody else do all the work and you just sit there and, you know, plug, plug and play numbers all day. It's man. funny because I'm exactly the same <laughs> way. Like every single deal that I've ever, and I've tried a bunch of different marketing. I've, I've done uh, cold calling. I've done yeah. uh, bandit signs. I've done direct mail marketing. I've done all these and they all work. Like I've got leads coming in. I've never been able to successfully close on one because I didn't stay persistent, to be honest. I didn't stay persistent right. in those. The follow-up, right? But the key behind this is every single deal I have done has always been through relationships. Like people knowing yeah. exactly what I'm looking for, what I'm like me painting the vision into them and them giving some type of referral or, or connection. And it's always been through networking. So talking the yeah. talk and, and letting people know I'm serious and then the deals come in. So if you're the same exact way, like exactly, guys, that, that's saying something, you know, so get out there, yeah. start up a damn Rhea group within the first couple months and uh, <laughs> start networking, get yourself out there, learn the lingo, be able to talk it, know exactly what your goal is, what your vision is. So you can paint it right. in, uh, into the universe, like whatever you believe in, like tell other people what the hell you're looking for and then watch the deal flow start coming in. Yeah. And that'll blow you up, man. And I will tell you this, man, go ahead and be prepared for a lot of bad deals come your way. So just because, just because they come from a friend who you think knows how to run numbers doesn't mean a thing. (laughs) Everybody's trying to make a couple bucks on top of uh, a couple bucks already. So make sure you know how to run your numbers. Always any deal that comes in, I always run the numbers and send it back to the individual because you're not going to get shit if you if you just say, oh, the numbers don't work out and then skip it. Yeah, then you look like a waste of time on their end too. Yeah, you know? so always send it back. Let them know exactly why yes or why no or what you're looking for in the future. Right. And then watch those deals start unraveling and, and getting a, a solid deal under your belt. I yeah. love it. Yeah, and the same thing, man. Like, this actually happens quite a bit with me, man. Like I'll find something that they missed you know, during my due diligence, you know, before I even make an offer and I'll just give them a call. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty much every time. time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know, I'll pretty much just give them a call and be like, Hey man, like, you know, this is what I'm showing. And a lot of times, you know, it's a, that's a negotiation strategy, right? I mean, sure. You might get outbidded by somebody who missed the same thing, but no deal is better than a bad deal any day. Damn right. Damn right. Eric, so how can people get a hold of you? Um, yeah, man, reach out to me on Facebook. Follow, follow us on Facebook. Um, Tried and True Home Solutions. That's our company's name. Company mottos. Uh, you know, we help people. It's just people helping people. So reach out. I would love to contact uh, or be in contact with uh, anybody, man, who's interested in real estate or just making their family better, man. I like, I like having conversations, man. Just mindset growth, man. Like, yeah, uh, I get deep into that. Um, I love it. Yeah. But reach out to me on Facebook, man. That'd be the quickest way. Okay. Uh, cool. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, man, this is an amazing episode. I'm super proud that you actually got on here, that I was able to to steal some of your time. I know um, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you are a busy man. You're doing a lot of things and they're all amazing, beneficial things. So I appreciate yeah, you giving back kitchen, your time. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the kitchen's aggressive right now, which oh my you gosh. better get into I that. Don't even think, yeah, I don't even think we said this on live, but yeah, I mean, last week uh, we came home and uh, uh, I decided to tear out my complete kitchen, like gut my kitchen in my primary residence and oh my god crazy things man and, and now, now you're hearing it from the wifey <laughs> yeah yeah and speaking of that too man like giving back man uh me me and the wife had definitely had our battles and um a thing that's really helping her when i was talking about waiting on somebody dude get someone else to coach them you know get someone else to mentor your spouse that you want to be your partner or whatever like it it is working miracles for Lori. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Everybody needs guidance. Everybody needs uh, a coach, somebody to look up to like everybody, oh, yeah. you know, we, we all have them. So, uh, you know, it yeah. makes sense. That's how we get to where we want to be faster with right. less headache and troubles along the way. Yeah. So I feel like yeah, this time is money, man. Yeah. I feel like this episode is really going over like personal development and uh, really setting yourself up for success, having that, that right mindset and taking action. So I haven't promoted this in a long time, but selfish plug. I feel like everyone <laughs> needs to get out there and get your hands on this bad boy. We're diving into action driven. There's uh, so much, so many things out there that people aren't taking action on or don't even know how to set yourself up for success to be able to take action. And you don't want to live your life uh, looking back and have any type of regret. So I highly recommend people get your hands on this. You can find Action Driven on Amazon or reach out to me. If you guys leave a review and hit that subscribe button on iTunes to uh, podcast, Ready, Set, Go, Real Estate Investing, I'll hook this up for you guys for absolutely free. So that's free 99, baby. You're definitely going to want to take action on that. Um, Can't beat that. That's right. Eric, <laughs> is there anything that we can do, the listeners can do to give back to you? Because you just gave an hour, a little bit more of an hour of your time. So I, I appreciate you. Yeah, man. You know what? Do this exercise for me. Like, you know, I ain't going to plug anything to sell it, but do this exercise. Like where you are right now and the things you have going on today, if you was to die tomorrow, would you be happy? And if you live the rest of your life to be 80, 90, 100 years old on the path you are, are you going to be happy? Boom. You know, like absolutely give it some thought, you know, think about it. Like this is an exercise I love doing with people and it is 100% terrifying. Yeah. Like anybody do it, like I'll still do it right now and I'll still be terrified, yep. you know, but it's the first step to, you know, taking action and uh, absolutely like, don't be afraid to reach out to me. I would love to have a conversation and help anybody that we can. And obviously we buy real estate. So give Let's us a go. shout out if you want to sell. Let's go. Let's go. Or partners. Yeah, man, I enjoyed this, Brandon. Partners, like everything. Everything. You name it. All right, guys. So Love I appreciate networking. you guys all for tuning in. Do me a favor. If you want to reach out to me, check out BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Otherwise, Instagram, BrandonElliottInvestments or uh, Facebook.com slash BrandonElliottREI. Uh, with that being said, like I mentioned Make sure you hit that subscribe button on Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast so you get the newest notification every single Monday. And yeah, leave a review. Let me know what you guys think about it. Eric, I appreciate you so much, brother. You're the man. You guys all stay blessed. Till next time. Bye. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast brought to you by Brandon Elliott. 
more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.